This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. The next two days could fundamentally change America, for better or for worse. Our first change comes tomorrow. You have to vote. Even if you don't care how the presidential race turns out, there is tons on your ballot to concern yourself. Congressmen, senators, judges, local ballot initiatives. Make sure you have your say. We're going to get into those things coming up in just a second. Special note to Louisiana voters. Who controls the U.S. Senate may come down to you. And a congressional Republican who needs your support tomorrow. His name is John Fleming, and he joins us right now. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Because we have one. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Congressman Fleming was a founding member of the Freedom Caucus. He helped force Boehner's resignation. He sponsored the resolution to impeach the IRS commissioner. In other words, he isn't in D.C. just to do a job. He actually tries to do the right thing and hold the people in his own party accountable uh, he is now pushing against the leaders in his own Republican Party. It is like a 400-person race for the Senate. Uh, and this could be, this, this could mean the balance of the Senate. Where does the Senate go? We may not know until December. Uh, this, is the, this is the one where David Duke is running in this race. And uh, he is currently battling for second place, John Fleming, taking the seat vacated by David Vitter. Welcome to the program, John. Well, thank you, Glenn. Great to be on with you. And, yes, it's quite a battle. And, uh, uh, again, this seat may determine the direction of the U.S. Senate, whether it's Republican or Democrat-controlled in December. You have been endorsed by Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, the Club for Growth, Freedom Works. Um, like I said, you, you were one of the founding members um, uh, of the... Um, uh, Freedom Caucus, and have been really one of the guys fighting. This should be an easy race for you. Tell me what is what's happening in this in this race. Why well, it's been so Louis- difficult? Well, Louisiana is a jungle primary state, which means that 24 people have actually qualified to be in this race on November 8th. The top two vote getters go on to December 10th. But there are mainly five, Glenn, there's five active participants that that really are competitive in this, Uh, three Republicans, including myself, and two Democrats. And where I'm different is I'm the one true conservative, somebody who's proven in Washington uh, that I'm um, 
you know, but not part of the club, not part of the insider group in Washington. So we have two liberal Democrats. We have a, a rhino Republican who was a Democrat for 20 years before he oh switched parties because the state did. And then we have a Republican that's running against me who votes with Democrats. So, again, I'm the one true Republican who has stood up to leadership in both parties while in the House of Representatives. So how, where's your path to victory where it's splitting like this? Uh, it's, it's looking like I'm going to be in the runoff. I could be in the runoff against the rhino Republican who, again, was a Democrat for many years, which he actually ran for Senate twice, once as a Democrat, once as a Republican. Um, he, he reminds me of Charlie Crist and others uh, who switch parties back and forth as it benefits them politically. I, on the other hand, have always been a conservative Republican and always will be, and somebody who came out of uh, private life as a physician and a business owner to try to change Washington, not to ingrain myself into it. John, we need uh, another Mike Lee and another Ted Cruz um, in the Senate. Um, what uh, what is make your best case on why the conservative constitutionalist needs to uh, be elected in the Senate, no matter who wins? Well, first of all, uh, I, I believe that Mike Lee and Ted Cruz, just like me believe that no justice or federal judge should be confirmed by the Senate unless they are conservative, unless they're 100% pro-life and 100% pro-gun, and originalist constitutionalists. Otherwise, they don't get my vote. So we need more people to back up Mike Lee and Ted Cruz in that. Uh, and secondly, uh, we need to be, uh, you know, the power of the purse is the only real power Congress has at the present time. And we need to be... Uh, willing to will that power, which our leadership in both the Senate and the House has been unwilling to do, capitulating continually to President Barack Obama. If Hillary is elected, do we really want another Senate and House to continue doing that? What's the point of even electing Republicans if we're just going to give up and give uh, Democrats their way? So, again, I want to join Mike Lee and Ted Cruz, both who have endorsed me, in fighting to stand up against and giving backbone to our leadership in both the House and the Senate, so that we actually fight for our principles and our values as conservatives. Let me ask you this. I'm looking over your life. Um, You had to take care of your family after your mom became disabled. Your dad had passed away while you were in high school. You worked your way through college, medical school. You became a lieutenant in the U.S. Navy. You're now a doctor. You employ 500 Louisianas. You're a deacon um, in your church. You teach Sunday school. What the hell are you doing going to Washington, (laughs) D.C.? I sometimes ask myself that, Glenn. Glenn, I'm not, I haven't been in Washington, and I don't seek to go to Washington for myself. Everything that I love is back home in my hometown. Uh, But I do love my country. Uh, even more, because I, I see it dissipating. I see us losing our freedoms. To me, Glenn, it's all about the American dream. I lived out my American dream, coming through adversity, uh, working my way through college and medical school, serving my nation in uniform, which I'm so proud of, and, and achieving that one quintessential American dream, opening up my own small business and still employing 500 Louisianans. And I see that fading away for our future generations. So I'm fighting for the American dream. 
And if it means that I give up and sacrifice the things that I love so much, I'm willing to do it. Uh, but I have no interest in Washington other than fighting for everyday American people, especially everyday Louisianans. Will you get to Washington? Will you stop this nonsense about repeal and replace? We, we don't want a government program. We, we want to repeal and then repeal the laws that, um, that keep uh, the insurance companies from giving us favorable rates. Well, uh, precisely. I agree with you 100 percent, Glenn. Uh, we need to get government out of our health care system. Uh, the, the system can, can uh, operate itself through the private sector. It was doing fine before government got involved. The mm. same can be said of education and banking and investments. Uh, we need less government involvement. In fact, we need much less government involvement, and that's why we need to pull back the regulatory system that's actually writing the laws, and Congress stands by effectlessly trying to figure out how to stop what the bureaucracy and where, is, is trying to do to us. Where do you stand on the Convention of States? Um, I, I think that it has some potential value as long as we, uh, in putting that together, uh, we give very close restrictions. I worry that it could get out of hand and, and it could be co-opted by liberals. But on the other hand, I think if, it's, if it is controlled properly and we go after the important things that are valuable, uh, the, the principles that we conservatives hold true, I think it could be very successful. Um, John, I appreciate your, uh, your time. If people want to uh, learn more about you, or I don't even know if you're taking contributions at this point or whatever, they just go to your website, which is... Are you there, John? Do we have his website? We lost him. We lost All right. It's the best time to bad, bad time to Is FlemingForLA.com. FlemingForLA.com. Uh, his name is John Fleming, running for the Senate in Louisiana. Let me go to uh, Peter in Illinois. Hello, Peter. Peter, are you there? We're having a problem with the phones. Peter, last chance. Are you there? Okay, I'm going to stop with the phones because we're not... We don't seem to be working. We're not having a good record here. Um, Stu, uh, I saw yesterday um, in the news that it's the Senate is just too close to call. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's uh, a toss-up of all toss-ups here. Um, It looks like you know Rubio will probably be safe, but there's six, six, maybe seven seats that are toss-ups that could really go either way. Um, I think, if I remember correctly. Any chance we lose the Senate or the House? House is really difficult to lose. Um, if I remember correctly, and it's been a couple, uh, a week or two since I've looked at this, but uh, Republicans would have to lose, or did it, Democrats have to win all their lean Democrat seats. They would have to win all of the toss-up seats and pick off a few of the lean Republican seats. My guess is, and it seems to be the opinion of, of the experts on this that watch these individual races, that that only happens in a real landslide environment. You know, Hillary wins by eight, nine points. Something like that could happen. If it, if it's the Is polls are anybody sh- predicting that anymore? Uh, uh, I know the markets bounced back uh, last yeah, night. Markets the- uh, bounced back a little bit. I mean, yeah. you know, well, let me give you this. Uh, point of reference and this is if you're worried about a, a, a blowout this could stoke your fears a little bit uh two, thank you for that well i mean I'm, what i need is more stress i'm just trying to give you the numbers 2004 uh george bush had a 55 percent chance according to betting markets to win and obviously he won 
2012, um, and Bush won in a close, fairly close election. 2012, uh, Obama had a 65% chance to win, according to betting markets. Now, he won by 3.9%, I think. Um, 2008, uh, Obama led McCain and had a 90% chance of winning. 90% in 2008. In the betting markets. In the betting markets. Um, currently, right now, Hillary actually is ahead of where Obama was. Uh, in 08. In 08. So probably 91, 90, eh, about 91, 92%. Um, now, is she really? Yeah. Well, now I has that changed since uh, the Comey announcement? Yeah, it it brought came down a little bit and it's gone yeah. back up uh, now. Again, like you know, we talked about oh. this. Obviously, this is the Comey thing is you know the greatest gift of of election history, right? Like to a candidate. The question is, did Donald Trump have enough built in negatives? Would he further screw it up to to not be able to fully take advantage of this? Now, we, there is kind of the curveball in that Comey came out today. And or yesterday and and said, look, uh, you know, we didn't find anything in these emails. However, there's already a significant amount of damage has been done. Polls have reflected that. Um, And the question is not to mention millions of votes were cast in that environment. In that in that nine day period, you're talking about probably 20 million votes were cast. Um, So there is a huge amount of people who were affected by that. And I think most people. While it is true, Comey came out and said, hey, no, there's nothing there. I think most people were are skeptical enough of Hillary Clinton's uh, corruption to price it, price that in fairly. Right. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I think most people realize I don't think most people think, oh, well, Hillary Clinton's fine. I think most people look at this and say she's she's corrupt. They're going to find probably 20 stashes of other emails mm-hmm. after she gets elected or doesn't that, the, that are going to be pertinent here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people have priced that in. The question is, can Trump take advantage of it? Right now, it doesn't really look like he is. The polling is stalled in a three or four point Hillary Clinton advantage at the moment. Um, But I mean, the moment is here. Yeah, the question is, though, are there hidden Trump supporters, people who say I won't vote for him, who are going to vote for him or people who say on both sides of it? I'm not going to vote for Hillary, but will vote for Hillary. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I have no idea. I can give you two pieces of evidence on this and they're Mm -hmm. conflicting and I think really interesting. Bad news, good news first, if you're a Trump supporter. Which one do you want? Uh, give me the bad news first. Okay, bad news first, if you're a Trump supporter, is Nevada. Nevada is a state he was pretty competitive in the polling and continues to be competitive in the polling. But listen to this. This is from John Ralston, who's a, a guy who analyzes these elections, a journalist in, in Nevada. Um, uh, the early voting. The uh, Republicans uh, had a 73,000 ballot deficit to Democrats in just Clark County, which is the big one. Um, in 2012, it was 71,000. So they've increased the margin uh, for Democrats in Clark County. President Obama, remember, won Nevada by seven. It was not close in 2012. Um, Democrats have uh, leads in other counties that they didn't have leads in before. We all know this could be different. Here's what he writes, though. Remember, w- with all this information, about two-thirds of the votes in Nevada have already been cast if the past is prologue. So unless the GOP can juice turnout to record levels on election day, especially in the rurals where Trump will win bigly, as he says, and, will, and win Tuesday by a huge margin, the Democrats won election day in 2012. So we'd have to reverse that and make a huge margin. Plus an unusual number of Democrats voting for Trump, which is possible, but there's no polling that actually reflects that. And Trump has to win independent voters by more than 20 points. Wow. Um, again, the polling 
seems to show he's losing independence in Nevada. So there is a lot stacked against him. And the, and the issue here is, of course, these votes have already been cast. So that's already in the bank. Now, on the other side, so Nevada looks really bad for him as far as really vote. On the other side is the uh, Donald Trump dream situation that seems to be developing in North Carolina, where, again, this polling has been close. Hillary is winning most of the polls. However, early vote really looks good for him there. Um, in, in, as compared to 2012, Democrats had a 1.2% lower early vote than 2012. That's really surprising. Republicans were up 14.5%. And here's the dream situation, because 14.5% is, is one thing. Unaffiliated voters increased 42.2%. Holy cow. Now, if those unaffiliated voters are those Trump hidden Trump votes, there's some evidence that if it's them, you've got a big turnout there. If you go deeper into the numbers, you find, um, uh, and this is according to the Early Vote Project, which has really been analyzing these, these votes, um, there is no gender gap, really, in the increase of voters. But African-American votes in North Carolina, which would be the key to the Clinton win there, mm-hmm. down 8.7% from 2012. Whites up 18.6%. That's Donald um, Trump's people. Yeah. And then other races are increasing <clears throat> percentage-wise, but don't even wipe out the lower number of African-American votes. So those things add up to, look to me, really good early vote numbers uh, for North, in North Carolina for Trump, really bad in, in Nevada. Now this. Repossessions of autos in the U.S. hit 1.6 million in 2015. That's a that's the third highest level on record. The number is predicted to rise to 1.7 this coming year. Cars are selling, but people are having a tough time paying for them. Things are going to get worse. They just are, and it's not going to be a consequence of either of these presidents. I mean, they may add to the fuel. But it is because of the choices that we have made throughout the years, starting 20 years ago at least. I want you to consider spreading your risk out because, um, where is it? Uh, There's a story today I want to hit about what the Fed is going to have to uh, pay for this time. Uh, And this time, I mean, it's, it's an amazing story. I can't find it now. I'll do it a little later on the program. But the Fed is, is looking at a doomsday scenario if we hit a recession. Well, we're going to hit a recession. And the things that they have to consider as reasonable now are insane. Please consider gold or silver now. one gold line one gold line or goldline.com. Read their risk information. Find out if buying gold or silver is right for you. one gold line or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. 
nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Doc is going uh, to come in for a second, talk a little bit about um, what he sees happening this week. Doc does a morning show um, on uh, the Blaze Radio Network and um, has his finger uh, on the pulse of what Americans are feeling right now. Interested to hear what he thinks is going to happen. Uh, any any updates? I know you're going to do election by the numbers next hour, but any updates, Stu, that you can give us now? That uh, Have you settled into what you think is going to happen or, or not? Uh, well, I mean, really, the polling is kind of over. Right. I mean, yeah, no, this know, is there's going to be a few more that are released, but generally speaking, they're all going to be everyone's releasing their final poll. Um, and most of them are in the general vicinity of a, a small Hillary Clinton lead. Uh, you know, you go back and you look at past elections and Mitt Rom- it, the leads are bigger than, for example, Romney was behind by one in most of these polls. And we're seeing Hillary Clinton up by three, four five. But, you know, there's it's within. If you remember, uh, uh, Romney won but was uh, down by one in the polls and wound up losing by 3.9. So just use that as a baseline. That was a 2.9% difference than... Uh, but it could go the other way, too. Exactly. So if it goes the other way, you're looking at a really tight election. If it goes the way of Hillary Clinton, you're looking at McCain-Obama, uh, sort of a blowout scenario. So there is, there's a chance of both of those happening. It's, it's, it really depends on, on who turns out yeah. tomorrow. Who turns out tomorrow? Mm-hmm. No matter how you vote, please go out and vote. Lots of things on the ballot that you need to be aware of. We'll give some of those to you coming up in just a minute. Also, David Barton is going to be our special guest next hour. Stay with us. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. So the, where'd you get these? Just at the grocery store, or the Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven. The little uh, uh, little pens that are also boxers, and you push one looks like Trump, one looks like uh, Hillary. Don't touch the hair. <laughs> you are all predators. <laughs> I'm gonna build a wall. Make America whole again. Make America great again. Vladimir Schmadimir. My IQ is huge. Check out my super pack. Never forget 
Seven Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are. Which your words is actually spoken. So yes, that's <laughs> that's great. Hysterical. Better than the actual debates, I will say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doc Thompson is here from uh, the radio show and Doc Thompson Radio Morning Program on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm-hmm. What is your prediction for tomorrow? Hillary by three or four, solid enough where there's not a way we need a recount. It's under a point, but not a landslide. I say 90% chance she's your president and probably a 30% chance that Tim Kaine's going to be your president. <laughs> Within that first term, there's I've a... i said that for a long time. A vote for Hillary <clears throat> is a vote for Tim Kaine. If, <laughs> Tim, you, have, Tim Kaine, if yeah. you haven't done your research on Tim Kaine, yeah, it doesn't get better. much better. Yeah. It's pretty awful. Yeah. Pretty bad. So, uh, better than Hillary? No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I will possibly, not accept that on, from anyone. Okay, hang on again. Possibly less corruption. We just don't know. But attitudes, ideas, and what he hopes to do, his agenda, exactly the same. Yeah, okay. It's the same. All right. Yeah, possibly less corruption. I just think we need more research. (laughs) I mean, the guy ran the DNC. Can you imagine imagine having, after all of this, having a, a president for the next three and a half years that none of us know anything about? After all of this. Yeah. You remember he was one of the first people to come out and support Barack Obama in 2008. And the speculation was that he was going to be his VP pick. And from the people I know in Virginia say that that was likely going to happen, except people said, wait a minute, you're a young vice pre- or a young presidential candidate. We need somebody statesmanlike, a senior. Because remember, you used to have the, the senior looking president and the young guy just in case, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of flipped. So they went out and got Biden for that then. So then he ends up DNC. This guy's connected across the board. I'd like to see two 12-year-olds run next time. <laughs> I think they'd be more statesmanlike than, you know. Good people don't go into government. That's right. That's why we can't have. That's why we don't have nice things, kids. That's why we don't have nice <laughs> things. What is the, uh, <laughs> You're fired. Um, what is the, uh, uh, what's going to happen on Wednesday? I mean, you keep avoiding the big vote, which, of course, today on Pat and Stu, Thank you. does Hillary Clinton get voted into the Douche Hall of Fame? And that's really the one I think most people are talking about. But yeah. if you want to bury the lead a little bit, we can talk about, uh, you know, the country. Is Donald Trump in the Douche Hall of Fame? He's the oh, grand, yeah. he's the grand he's nozzle. The grand nozzle of it. Uh, yeah. What do you have to do to be the grand nozzle? You have to be voted 95%, and he was, into, into the, the douche. douche Hall of Fame. He was at 99%. Wow. And then... And then you get the extraordinary honor of then also having to... A special vote. We get a special vote uh, on who the Grand Nozzle should be, and that's also a 95% requirement. Yeah. Um, which is pretty amazing. What uh, are the duty, duties of the Grand Nozzle? You're, you're <laughs> top of the heap of the douche all of fame. Yeah, you're kind of like the public spokesperson. I mean, he, was, he replaced Jesse Ventura, who was the oh, previous wow, that's uh, Grand oh, yeah. Nozzle. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, which is you know, quite an honor. Yeah. Um, What's the margin of error on that voting? Is there... Uh, well, you have a margin of error. Uh, there is no margin no. of error. No, there are no <laughs> errors. In error, you're in or you're out. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And we've never had a 100 percent vote in our history. No, I, I say that since you promoted this today, mm-hmm. that it happens today on the Patents Do Show, there will still not be 100 percent. It's very possible. There's always somebody there's got to be somebody out there who's like, right. I'm going to be the one that's. Well, there's purists. There's always purists in Hall of Fame mm-hmm. voting, as you know. Glenn. Well, I mean, actually, you don't uh, honestly. Hang on just a second. <laughs> How does someone you're a purist? What are you waiting for in the douche Hall of Fame? Well, if Hillary Clinton. Well, the, the, the purest thing is like it has happens in the Baseball Hall of Fame a lot. You never get unanimous. Nobody's um, no one gets nobody's voted really unanimously. Worthy. 
because the people like the idea that no one has ever been a unanimous uh, you know, entry into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, so people will kind of cast a vote, even though they know they're going to get in there on the second ballot, or they know they're going to cross the threshold of actually entering. They'll vote no to keep that tradition going. We think there could be some of that going on in the Douche Hall of Fame, because look, I mean, you know, look, Donald Trump, when we did this, I, when did we vote him in? He was still in the primary, right? So there, yes. there was a lot of people who really were not happy with him at that point. I don't know if you'd even get in now. It would be interesting to see. Um, but, you know, people, we've had Al Gore is in there. You know, we're talking real people. Anthony Weiner is in the Douche Hall of Fame. Well, none of them were he got 99%. I think I mean, there are also, there might be a smart aleck who just says, nah, right. it's not going to happen. I'd like to know. I'm, I'm I'd like that no. person to identify themselves. I'd too. like to do an interview on <laughs> what does that person think is douchey enough to get into the douche hall. Get into the douche hall of fame. Yeah, what's if Anthony Weiner doesn't do it. I think it's a purist. I think it is. A purist of what? People they just already know you're purist is, yeah, is, they already know you're going to get in. People under respect the institution. <laughs> and you know, they feel it is quite honestly the most respected institution in America today. I think it that's is. true. The that is that is true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most importantly also, if Hillary were to get in today, uh we will have uh the first Ever presidential election, douche on douche. Mm-hmm. It would be huge. So, wait a minute. So, you can't be in the douche hall of fame if you're president? If, if you're, you're president. sitting president. Sitting that's president. why Obama's not in. Rules so are we rules. Believe, we already have a scheduled vote for the day of inauguration or the day January after. January 21st. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to vote in Barack Obama into the douche hall of fame if the, if the voters. If the people vote that honestly, way. We honestly thought that he might be the first to hit 100%. So, Hillary's. She's got a lot of pressure. Yeah, she does. Who's the lowest, the least douchey ish? Well, the 95 percenters. There certainly has been over the years. So you're going for the easy. I think Michael Bloomberg was 95 percent, wasn't he? In fact, we were kind of surprised he got in on first ballot because you got to be quite a douche to make it first ballot. How many how many uh, how many ballots do you get? Well, as many as we as many as it takes to get you in. As many as it takes to get you in. I don't know. We've only happens between the ballots. Tell some more about that person. Special (laughs) emergency induction of John Roberts. Because, oh yeah, because of Obamacare, right. he was that was ninety five percent. I remember that happened the day of. Oh, that was yeah, infuriating. Yeah, that was ninety five percent. So you know, I mean, he, but, but there's only been you know I what think, that was though. If you took that now, I think that number would be different because that number was people still kind of believed he had some grand plan, right? That he was in Yeah, there may be something else. Yeah, coming, yeah. yeah. Well, there's, there's actually only a couple of ninety five percenters. Yeah, most people are able to squeak in. I will say that uh, I, there was one or two people. I think it might have been Ed Schultz. That actually failed on his first ballot and didn't get to ninety five percent. But then was, we we did ballot simply because later. they didn't know who and then, and then, right. and then the he then reason. he hit the ninety nine percent. Yeah, that's irrelevant. Yeah, Je- Jesse Ventura, who had, uh, inducted as the grand nozzle before uh, Donald Trump, was a ninety five percenter in his original vote. And I think wow. see the thing with Ventura was I think he was I think we inducted him for other reasons yeah, before he started Kyle. going after Chris Kyle. Right. It, it was the Chris Kyle thing that got him to the level of being mm. the grand nozzle of the douche. Yes, mm. yes, that's um, correct. So, I mean, that's a that's a you know you have to do something to really get that uh, title. I think Harry Reid was uh, was oh. grand nozzle please, of the douche hall of fame. Yes, he was. He was Governor Ventura. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not. Governor, no, no, I will not back up to say you know because no. you call everybody else by their former title, but you don't call him governor. I, I just, just said Harry Reid. He's still a senator. <laughs> <laughs> and you could call him by his title, douche. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, yes, will you continue to call him like... Well, I, I should, I should be more formal. Part. Former grand nozzle of the douche hall of fame, okay. Jesse Ventura. Thank you, okay. So, um, uh, what do you think... 
What do you think happens to us on Wednesday, Doc? I, I just can't believe that there's going to be rioting on either side or anything like that. But I think there's some other wow factor coming, and I don't know if it's... It seems unlikely at this point we'd have another 2,000 Bush-Gore recount type thing. But Why? does one of them not get to 270? Is that a possibility? I mean, there's a pathway that... How likely is that now? So, I don't think so. Uh, actually, and look at that. I've seen up. some polls with Hillary running away with it. Yeah. Um, but something else is coming. Some other wow factor. Hillary gets indicted before she gets sworn in after the Tim Kaine factor. Um, I think there's another significant shoot to drop. 538 believes it's, it's a 1% chance. We have uh, less than 270 for both. I mean, that would, you know, it's incredibly unlikely. Really, the only plausible thing is a very small, like two, you know, 272 type victory uh, for Trump, which he doesn't get to 272 because McMullen pulls off uh, Utah, which would make it 266. However, if, if you're thinking about voting for Utah and you're worried about that scenario, the old, it is a 99% chance that would follow that would go to the House and Donald Trump would be the president anyway. So really, that is that scenario, which people keep saying, oh, I can't believe that. What if McMullen takes Utah and it costs Trump to win? It's actually a really positive scenario for Donald Trump, because if that happens, it means that Donald Trump is competitive enough to get to 268 or 266 electoral votes, which is almost definitely enough for him to become president. Because it will go to the House, and the way that is structured, we don't have to go through all the details, but the Republican's going to win that, with the exception of Donald Trump actually starts shooting people on Fifth Avenue, and they would have a chance to pull it away from him as an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's almost a chance. zero chance of it happening. And even if he still shot people, I think it's probably likely that they would put him in anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because what, yeah. what, what standards do they have? He's still Trump, better than Hillary. Right, exactly. Um, it, but So that might happen anyway, I, there, though McMullen would have a chance in that type of scenario. I mean, if, you know, no. if, if a murder tape came out of Donald Trump, yes. potentially. Yes. But at least you'd have an insurance policy, which makes sense. You should go, if you believe Evan McMullen would be a better president, it's do worth think, doing. Does anybody think that the people who are mad today and vowing that they'll never come together, that sometime in the next few weeks they actually do calm down and they're like, okay, all right. Some yes, some no. Some still won't. Some will carry this forever. Trump was their shot. He was the outsider, so they perceive and... He was the one, and they'll carry it forever. But those people will be dead in the next 20 years. Because it's a lot of older people. I mean, seriously, it really is. They see this as their shot to finally stick it to D.C., and they don't care. It's burn it down, and we don't care what comes after. He was the outsider who spent his whole life paying to be on the inside. Paying Hillary Clinton, paying Anthony Weiner, donating money to all these candidates so that he could gain whatever favors he wanted from as an insider. I mean... It's the only it's the time that I've never, theory. It's the only time that I've never been able to make the case for either side. I, I could say I could you give me any topic and I could make the case that Hillary Clinton is the worst person possible okay. for the job. Mm-hmm. And then you give me the same topic and I could make the case that Donald Trump is the worst person possible <laughs> and both of them would be credible. I've got yeah. I've got the one, the one possibility. It's still, Donald Trump is still the lottery ticket. There is a possibility he will do less bad things. That's the possibility. I hear that a lot. I, I, mm-hmm. No, I mean, it'd be, Hillary, you know I what you see any evidence do. of that, but there's... 
I mean, be, because you don't, anything, right? Uh, right. Yeah. He hasn't been in those situations. He hasn't been in office, whatever. And I think that's what people are clinging to. They're they're saying, okay, maybe yeah, this is a he's a he's an empty vessel of their hopes. Right. Exactly. Yes. And and I understand that. I also I understand too. how he he got to where he is. I mean, I agree with some of the stuff he says. I just sure. don't think he'll necessarily do it. I have no evidence, so I can't personally vote for him. So I'm not critical of the people who have said I can't right. do it because of Hillary. Correct. Mm-hmm. I get. Yeah, yeah, I get you, people. Correct. correct. People were on the bandwagon early on that love him. I don't get. I don't understand. I don't either. get. I mean, if you were there a year ago, August. No, I don't. I, I don't when we had seventeen or eighteen people up there, I don't understand that. But if you came, you know, towards the end of the primaries sure. and you were like, oh, "Look, he's my guy. He's going to put Hillary in his place," and I believe him that he is going to, you know, get a lot of blacks voting for him, and you'd be surprised at the numbers. Well, I am surprised somewhat at a mm-hmm. one percent uh, of the minority vote but well, and you know who cares at this point i guess we're, we're a day away from this yeah. but it's like these arguments where people because i hear this all the time Shriga calls all the time doc where it's people saying like well you know at least donald trump has a chance to be a good president and, and maybe he does who knows i mean anything can happen but it, these arguments make sense for gary johnson or evan mcmullen or somebody else like that we know more about donald trump than almost anyone in public life the man yes. has a 40 year record that has been examined over and over, I mean, he Under has more on, yeah, yeah, or, or yeah. at least a 30 of some odd year record. He has a record that is almost, has more depth to it than almost anyone else in public life. We know who this guy is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he so came to our attention that. during the Reagan administration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, who else has forever. weathered that long? Right. And so, I mean, he is on record. And, he, and the other thing about him, which is great with Trump, is he likes to talk. So, I mean, you know, go to blaze.com slash the feed for the douche hall of fame votes today. Simply save home security. I'm glad you got that last. I just, you were about to go to commercials. just want Hillary like, Clinton in. in as that grand nozzle, don't I you? really want her to win. Um, simply save home security protects millions of Americans. To help keep you safe, they are improving their service. And now they have their new Simply Safe security camera. The camera connects to the sensors. Of your alarm system, excuse me, anytime your system detects something, anything moving, it records. Somebody comes home, you get a recording. Someone tries to open a window, you get a recording. You'll see everything that happens at home. Somebody tries to break in, you, it, it will call the police automatically. It will take the video, and the police will be able to watch it. You give it to them as evidence. Check out Simply Safe's new camera today at simplysafebeck.com. You want camera for your security at your home? It's a great idea and it's simple with simplysafebeck.com. Go there now, simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Mercury. Tomorrow we're going to be um, going through the election coverage with you, like giving birth. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're at the end. I don't know what uh, I don't know what we're giving birth to yet. But there'll be a lot of screaming and gnashing of teeth and accusations and uh, never touch me again kind of stuff. Maybe some blood. Yeah, maybe some blood. Uh, that's tomorrow night on the Blaze. What time do we start? Do you know? Seven Eastern. Seven Eastern time. Blaze TV. 
Blaze Radio starts at uh, 7, 7 Eastern as well. As well. Yep, we'll be uh, doing that. It's on theblaze.com slash radio. I'll be anchoring it with Robin Walensky, and we'll have people at uh, various campaign headquarters. We have even a surprise. Uh, uh, we have a surprise one. We have a surprise uh, tomorrow evening <laughs> that you don't want to miss. Um, so join us tomorrow only on The Blaze. Election night coverage like you will not find anywhere else. Keep us on your uh, iPhone or your app, or you can watch us on television. But make sure you join us tomorrow as we experience birth together. Tomorrow night, only on The Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.